Well, that's two minutes late. Oh, no, three minutes late. And I'm not interested in talking about football. I've had enough football. It's just been nothing but football on the news. So I don't know why you've turned up in a football shirt and scarf. A hand-knitted West Ham scarf. No, it's not another bloody football episode, whatever he thinks. Welcome to Nothing to See Here with Darren and Stephen. A conversation between two quite brilliant minds. Management. And a Bobby Charlton holding the 1966 World Cup. Can we ever forget how many years later, 53 years later or something? It was, in fact, Bobby Moore. What you've proven there is how forgetful we are. So well done for starting as we mean to go on. So Darren's turned up with a hand-knitted West Ham scarf. Is that your hand-knitted West Ham scarf around your neck? My hand-knitted West Ham scarf, yes. Which you didn't knit himself. No, it it was a present. From your mum? Not from my mum. My mum doesn't knit. Uh, your sister? She doesn't knit. She's had knits. Well, I think most parents of children have had knits, for sure. But she have you had knits? Knit. Have I had knits? Well, no, because I've still got sort of shaved head, hasn't I? So I'm all right at the moment. No, shaving head doesn't get rid of them. No, you just put sugar down your pants and then uh, you they don't go away, but they lose their, their teeth rot, so you can't feel them biting anymore. Is that what you do? Well done for not laughing at that, because that was quite funny. We couldn't, it wasn't. We could have actually had that in Jess's top tips, couldn't we? What? If you've got knits, put sugar down your trousers. What yeah. about people that don't wear trousers? Where do they put the sugar? I think they should just rub it into their pubes. That's the point. Well, you just you said any parent's got knits and then said the only the way to get rid of knits is to put sugar down your trousers. I was pre- pre- clear, clearly I was progressing the conversation to crabs, but you've got stuck on knits. I'd clearly moved the conversation on for comedy effect. There was no comedy, there was no effect, and you hadn't made anything clear. Some, list- some listeners may disagree. I'm just stating an opinion as my position as co-presenter. Can I just check, when were you allowed to present opinions as the co-presenter? Because I don't have a name anymore, I'm just your co-presenter. No, I was really clear. Obviously, in real life, you have a name. Uh, Obviously, I was doing it in third person because that's the way you do the corporate speak feedback in order not to upset the person that you're speaking, you know, to give it the false illusion that everyone's like slightly wants removed. So when I give you your feedback, uh, I will call you my co-presenter. And when you do your self-feedback today, which I hope you've been preparing all week as per the email. No, I haven't been. A, there was no email saying that. And B, I've been editing, as you well know, all week. So no, I haven't done the feedback. It was an email from the bosses in management saying they were very grateful that I facilitated and led on the feedback, on the 360 feedback. They were slightly perturbed that it was 180 and that you didn't join in. Uh, Yet again, I was overcompensating, is what they said. I mean, you were CC'd in on this. Yet again, I reply that I have not had three years training and I need a bit of time to think these things through and prepare, as you have two weeks every week to prepare your art. But why are you talking about two weeks? The email was sent on Tuesday. It was twofold. The first part was about the feedback and just appreciating the quality of my feedback in the previous episode. 
and saying well done for the 360 feedback although it was only 180 Stephen we look forward to yours could you introduce the listeners to the management because obviously you know them much better than anybody else and I've never heard them mentioned before well we don't normally mention the management they're the management what do you want to know how many are there who are there what hours do they work how much do they get paid who is giving, you know, what money, what lobbying's going on, who's behind that feedback, who is suggesting the feedback, did you get paid for that feedback? There's a lot of questions need answering. You've got to be kidding me. I mean, you know who everybody is on the management. Why are you making it my job to talk about it? Anyway, come on. How was your two weeks? Well, most of it's been spent editing and dealing with you, actually, harassing me. And ignoring the emails from management, obviously. Well, obviously, yeah. Anything that says management, I just ignore it. I just bin it. Um, and recovering from um, that feedback that I had to listen to about yourself. What do you mean you're recovering from the feedback about myself? Well, because uh, it was so unexpected that I went into a tizzy about having to do my own feedback. And have you but, done it? No, because I got too worked up about it. Yet again, you produce nothing. And then you tried to find that the reason you produce nothing is because you've been editing. Editing. I've done other preparation. I just haven't done feedback preparation. That's disappointing because there was an email from management. What is it? What are you trying to do? Kick back against something? Why would you go against the powers that be? Well, I've never met them. No, I know. That's because I deal with the people, remember? Because every time you go near anyone or have any sort of communication with anyone, it goes horribly wrong. We know this. Oh, is that a piece of paper that's just been moved? Have you ticked something off? Or is it a little script, a bit of feedback for later? Visual audio description for the audience there, listeners? Watch him pull back the shower curtain once again. <laughs> except he doesn't have the sophistication or the beauty of Penn and Teller. Well, except and so you're, happy, you're most happy without your clothes, so you're quite happy with the shower curtain to pull back. The rest of us aren't. True, I don't normally, I don't, you're right, I don't pull the shower curtain across, you're right. Don't pull the shower curtain across, don't close doors. Unless I'm going to the loo, I do close the door if I'm going to the loo. Apart from that, don't close the doors. That's because you live on your own. No, even if I didn't, I don't like closed doors. I'm, I, love, I like my doors open, I like my windows open, I like the air, I like the light. I like the flow, basically, is what we're talking about. Like the flow of words that come out of your mouth, the flow of thoughts that go around your brain. It's, it's all, all beautifully harmonious, isn't it? Yeah, no discord at all. No. <laughs> no causing of discord anywhere around you. No, you're laughing at your own joke. I'm not quite sure it's funny, but okay. It's like you're making a point and nobody understands what it is. There's more paper shuffling. You see, I get accused of tip-tap-tapping. You're just sitting there shuffling papers, which I'm going to have to edit out. You didn't hear me shuffling papers. You saw me shuffling papers. I didn't. I heard you, I heard you shuffle. I, it seems like you want a bit of a fight today. I turned up yet again because I thought we were two mates doing a podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because we missed each other. And it's like, it's like you're all spiking. You want to fight like you're gunning for a fight. What's going on with you? Well, because you've been very, you've spent a lot of time wrecking my week. Well, wrecking Monday. Monday was became a very difficult day. Thanks to you. I don't, I'm not even available on Mondays. How could your Monday... No, be precisely. How could you manage to cause so much disruption in my day when you're, you, in fact, are not even available? It's extraordinary, isn't it? It's like you're asking me a question that you need to answer. I had a nice day planned out of yoga, followed by a run, followed by an afternoon of writing. What do I end up doing? Have to print out 60 pages of paper, run around like a mad thing, find an envelope, 
um, put my back out because I had to do a 30 minute walk up to the post office and then spend £9.99 and walk home again. Your existence sounds very novel <laughs> while some of us are working a real life. So nobody in Muzzle Hill works? It would seem not. Apparently they're just poncing around with bits of paper and doing yoga and running. Um, oh, I'm going to do a couch to potato. I'm going to go all the way from my couch to a potato and put it in the microwave. How quickly can I do that today? Oh, I did it in half an hour today. Tomorrow I'm going to do my couch to potato in less than half an hour. How's the marathon running coming? Beautifully. <laughs> like a couch to a potato. When is the marathon? Uh, I think it's allegedly in October. It's a while since I've looked, to be honest. I'd get looking if I was you. Are you looking forward to it? Obviously, I've been running almost every day, huge amounts of miles in huge, fast amounts of speed. But you know what? I'm, I think I might break records. Yeah, so I've got... I've got some... I wouldn't break them because they're quite valuable nowadays. Oh, so you so were just saying how nobody does any work in Muswell Hill. Yeah, no one works in Muswell Hill. They all do their yoga and their running and their couch to potato. Uh, obviously, it's a really posh potato and the maid cooks it for them. Um, it's not just any old potato. It's like a Jersey Royal Patincon. Um, Is that like a dwarf lemon? Do you not know what a Jersey Royal Patincon is? No, and I don't really care, to be honest. I can live my life without knowing what's one of those. Anyway, so then, and then, because you stupidly carried your trolley to the shop rather than setting the trolley up and taking the trolley to the shop, or not even taking the trolley to the shop in the first place, because you don't have a trolley anymore, because you had to go all of the way to the post office, because I guess it was the maid's hour off, point is, you stupidly, masochistically, self-destructively welcome to your life, gave your sexy cash trolley away. And then because you gave your sexy cash trolley away, you strained your back going to the post office. Was that because the letter was really heavy? 62 sheets of A4 plus the weight of the envelope. envelope. It's, a, it's amazing, isn't it? The depth and weight of an adaptation these days. It's not an adaptation, as you well know. It was an original. Oh, it's, but it's not the adaptation of the thing that you adapted. No, but basically I'd done a yoga class and I'd gone for a run and my body was quite tired at that point. So I didn't, wasn't really wanted to rush up to the post office for a certain time to post a £9.99 weight cost postage parcel envelope envelope. So the point of my telling you about Monday is that, as we all know, you are somebody who likes to solve. I always like it when you do the, you're someone who likes to solve thing, because it feels like it's going to build up to like a payoff. It's like when I used to try to pretend that my parents were going to do good parenting. Um, it's like there's a peak of optimism. It's like this time they're not going to let me down. And, and, and despite evidence and everything that's been shown to me. Well, that's the sort of feeling I have as I go into the podcast every week and then come out of it a destroyed man. So the point of my story is that, as we all know, you are somebody who likes to solve. You don't you like the problem but you like the solve to come with the problem. So if I've got a problem, you'd like me to come along, tell you what the problem is and give you the solve. So basically you're doing me a favor, which we don't know we need to go into, but you are doing me a big favor and I am very, very appreciative of it. And I know that you're, you've, you've got a lot of time on your hands at the moment. So much time right now. 
so much time on your hands and I really appreciate that, you know, of all the things you could be doing with all this time on your hands at the moment, this favour for me is not something you need to, or uh, you need to prioritise. So I'm very, very grateful. Anyway, I then get details of something you've organised. Uh, voice note? Can't remember. I, every day I get voice notes and emails and texts and I can't keep track. And um, then I get another uh, voice note saying, someone involved hasn't got a printer, uh, need to get some bits of paper off to them. Can you print them all out? This is, oh, this is for two days away. Can you print them all out and uh, post them off? Ooh. Clear. Sorry, you were saying. So I had my day all planned out. I can't print out off my laptop because there's something wrong with the connection with the printer. And then time was really pressing. So I then have to ring a neighbour up who's got a super duper printer, say, could you print this out for me? Um, she then very kindly, even though she's really, really busy with a family of three and a husband and herself working from home, stopped looking bored. So, oh, I know what my Monday afternoon, I'm not interested. My Monday afternoons, I do my podcast. So that's why this all got in the way, because it got in the way of Mr. Burt Potts. So then that ruins her day. She's, I'm very, very grateful. No, put your hand down. I then have to walk all the way up to get to the, put your hand down. Uh, and then, so I have to walk up there. Then I get a bill, because it has to be there on Wednesday. I can't just send it first class. I have to send it by 48 hours tracker. £9.99. Just to remind listeners and Darren, I lost my job uh, when I lost my job over a year ago and I've had absolutely no support since. I then have to pay out £9.99. So basically, Darren, uh, I like solve. I've done the solve for him. Uh, he's got a problem. I've solved it for him. And then I just sit down and think, you know, how passive aggressive is somebody who says, I don't want a problem without a solve because basically then they just have everybody running around sorting all the problems out and they do absolutely nothing. What you're describing yet again, is you managing your life and yourself really badly. And we're all sorry for that. Yeah. You manage yourself brilliantly because you just get everybody to solve the problems for you. So again, you're making a point as if, as if it's an absurd thing when actually what you're saying is facts. Oh, I like milk in my tea. Yes, I do like milk in my tea. You're right. I like two sugars in my tea, brown sugar, but only until 10 o'clock in the morning. And then after that, I don't have sugar. So. Yeah, so back to the fact you manage your life badly. You've, your printer doesn't even print. Why would you have a printer that doesn't print? No, the printer prints. It's just... No, I'm stating facts. The printer prints. There is a problem between the connection of my laptop and the printer. Interrupting during a podcast. Very bad presenting. I don't understand what's happening here. I'd never do it to you. <laughs> Mrs Dover would be very upset. Hello. Hello, this is Mrs Plover with a P. Mrs Plover from Dover. Now... Before we get any further, we haven't got very far so far, have we? We haven't got very far at all. We haven't got as far as Dover even. And I wonder if it might be because you boys don't know your geography. Dover, you'll find, if you look at a map of England, very important town, although things have got rather dark over here. But anyway, looks like a bit of a, a bit of toenail perhaps on the map. You know, 
doesn't look very much, but it's that bit pointing out to the east. Anyway, very important literary landmark, King Lear. Have you read your Shakespeare? King Lear, yes, made his way to the White Cliffs of Dover. And, of course, there's that song by Vera Lynn everyone likes to remember. In any case, Mrs Plover from Dover wondered if perhaps you might like a little map. I thought perhaps it might help you locate that friend of yours you keep mentioning, Brendan. Now, do you know Saint Brendan? Yes, yes, bound to be named after a saint. Most of us are. Saint Brendan, Irish, patron saint of mariners, seamen, mm, boat, boatswain, men, men good with boats. Yes, men good at sea. So you're Brendan. I get the feeling he's driving about a bit too much in a car. Put him out to sea, that's what I say. Put Brendan out to sea on the white cliffs of Dover. So that happened. Yeah. So I didn't understand a word she said. Can you do a translation? And can I, before you do the translation, interpretation from uh, Plumlish, before you interpret whatever the fuck that was, can I ask you not to take as long as she took to tell me what it was that she wasn't telling me? Obviously, because you can't even get her name right. She presumes that you've no idea where Dover is, which I presume you haven't. Uh, so she was explaining where Dover is, uh, and she was explaining that Brendan... Where did Brendan come into it? You see, Mrs. Mrs. Plover's got one of those funny minds like you have that just flits from one thing to the next with rather strange connections. Um, it might be time for the sex fact section. Do not sigh. Hi guys, it's your sex factor doctor here. Yes, it's Dr. Buttle from the Buttle Sex Clinic. I was rather disturbed by hearing a call from one of your listeners, a Mrs. Plover from Dover, who claimed she had a child after a session up the back alley. I'm calling to tell you that this is very misleading. I don't know what's going on in Mrs. Plover's life, but it isn't possible to have a child after a session up the back alley. It is more than necessary that to achieve fertilisation, one needs to go round to the front porch. If anyone was in any doubt and requires any further information about this or any related issues, do feel free to contact me at www.buttlesex.yuk. Thank you. Buttle. Yes, the sex factor phoned in. He was slightly concerned about Mrs Clover's comment that Fifi, or whatever her name was, was consumed. Frida. Sorry, Frida was consumed after a bad experience up her back alley. So the sex factor is a real sex doctor then, presumably. I know that I have to deal with the people and I do the people management and I do the artist contracts and, and those sort of things. <laughs> but you could, you could have some sort of interest and engagement with our staff. I don't want to call them staff. That's a little bit Muswell Hill, a bit condescending. But ultimately, you know, they are our employees. So I wouldn't, I don't want to call them staff. I want to call them colleagues. So our colleagues. The colleagues. Yeah, exactly. What does that mean? We don't anyway. need a vocabulary list. We need a pronunciation list. We do. And we can start with Mrs. Um, Smover. 
she pronounces very well, actually, better than the sex fact man, whose pronunciation is very poor, as we all know, because I can never understand anything he's saying. The thing is that, um, obviously, Mrs. Plover, who we don't know, has but probably doesn't have very much money, she doesn't get paid for her messages, whereas the sex factor is getting a regular income from doing the sex facts every week. Yeah, although, to be fair to Mrs. Bover and the sex factor, um, I don't, he didn't get paid for that. He rang in uh, out, of, out of his own... Accord. I think he was just slightly disturbed and perturbed by the implication that Fifi was was consummated via um, a back passage. Frida. Which, um, you know, for a linguist, slightly disturbing. Who's a linguist? Mrs. Fover. She looks like she's a linguist. She teaches reading. All right, for a readerist, <laughs> it's still quite disturbing. Going back to a point I was making earlier on, sure. going on, going on from that, I got an email. It involves a script that I'm I wrote, my Monday being wrecked, saying, Stephen, can you reply ASAP underlined with a suggestion and/or preference for which part I should read, please? Now, obviously, there's two parts. Why would I expect you to read the lead? I didn't realise there was a lead. I thought both parts were written as badly as the other. <laughs> Point is, everything you are presenting is was a beautiful thing. So, so you've adapted your adaptation. You want to do something with your adaptation where you want to pretend that people might be interested in it. I was willing, as your mate, to support you in that. So I suggested that we did a re reading with some actors. So I organised that. Yeah. Uh, um, when you say actors, uh, you're one of the actors. You've, you've pushed yourself into it. Let's make that clear. To be honest, I'd phoned 125 people by that point. <laughs> um, uh, and it's not that I'm difficult to work with, despite the implication. It was that they'd all read your play. They were all up for it until I sent them the script. And then suddenly they were a bit busy. And so on the 126th call, I was like, I should probably do this. Let's skip to the end. And then I found Mavis, uh, who was willing to do it. But the thing with Mavis is she's so old, she doesn't have a computer or a printer. So she's like, I'd love to do it. I've heard of scripts and plays. Apparently they're good. And I said, yeah, they are. And she said, I'd like to do, what do you have to do? And I said, well, basically, Mavis, what you need to do is there's a bit of paper with some words on and you just need to read the words. She said, all right, that sounds quite easy. She said, I do that because I get post. And I said, yeah, it's, I said, it's like post because it will come in the post. So the story so, oh, of well, Mavis goes on for eight and a half minutes. I, said, well, like uh, I had to live it at the time of recording. And if I relive it now, I'll probably have some sort of a breakdown. So um, what I've done to save my own sanity, even if it means pushing the listeners over the edge, is to put the full unedited version of it at the end of the podcast episode. So anyone uh, that wants to listen to it, you can. And good luck. To read her letter out loud to Derek the cat. And there won't be any comeback. So, yeah, that's fine. Mavis, I look forward to you reading a letter. Can you? And they're both in the same letter and they alternate. But I will need to check with my co-presenter whether he wants you to read the electric bill or the gas bill. I'll be in touch ASAP. She said, do not use anacronyms with me. I said, all right, you make a valid point.
you know what I'm really looking forward to? Editing that. Yeah, actually. Um, yeah. You see, you're taking the words right out of my mouth. Because normally uh, I'll put some music on and just drown you out because it's so dull and boring what you say. But actually, I can't do that with that piece of uh, art because the, the seed of it was actually quite clever. Let's do the football section. Right. You really didn't get that email, did you? <laughs> no. Okay, this is a little bit awkward this moment. <laughs> so the email that management sent that was asking about your feedback, for your feedback, because you didn't bother to do it last week and you got your written warning. In that same email, there was the whole thing about the football section, the debacle that was last week. I think what happened was you got the email and already being in a shame-based place because you messed up so badly, getting the email from management made you squirm so much that in some sort of panic, you've deleted the email, disassociated yourself and denied its ever very existence. So it's difficult. Nobody's... Oh, it's tough. Three years training listeners uh, is paying off at this moment. We're shaking up the football section, Stephen. That's what I'm trying to say. Things have not been the way they could be. They could have been different. Glasgow Rangers fans. Yeah, we've basically mitigation is what we're talking about. But nobody needs to feel bad and wrong, apart from you. So basically, we're reframing the football section. You can still come. Be part. It's still going to be called football with Darren and Steve. Like that. None of that's going to change. But we're, we're shaking it up. It's, we're bringing it into, you know, the 2021s. We're very excited at Team Nothing to See Here to uh, announce that joining the Nothing to See Here Football with Darren and Stevie section is Lisa the Goat. So I'm being replaced by a goat. No, 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 no. no. Nobody's talking about replacement. This isn't about male, female, goat, goatess. Ibex or otherwise. This is about talent and knowledge. We're doing the football section. We're a team. We're a three. It's a triad. It's a menage a trois. It's go on man on you. She's getting paid. We, you know, we don't discuss people's contracts. Obviously, you know, we don't. You know, that's in your contract. Don't you are on a very. You've already had your written warning. You're you're on very thin ground. Football with Dallas TV. Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. That was clearly one of the deepest, most profound. <laughs> Most meaningful, and I, and I might say dynamic and interesting football sections we've ever had in our lives. Well done, Stephen, for not doing a Patrick Evra and, and slow clapping or doing any sort of patronisation. Well done. Uh, difficult. European Super League. So much politics. Anyway, we talked about this. Lisa, you were well on point. I uh, look forward to doing this with you week on week. I think as triads go... As a little drama triangle goes, I think we've got, there's a nice little frizz on there, Stephen. What do you think? There was no frizz on between me and you or me and the goat. 
Do not call her the goat, you misogynist patriarchal. <laughs> beds of Devon, beds of Devon, sleep for now and evermore. Sleep for now and evermore. So beds of Devon, stuff's opening. They're having a tough time, like loads of shops, uh, but they're all there. They're all full of energy. They're all full of excitement. Uh, and as ever, as avid uh, fans of Nothing to See Here, if you go into the shop on the high street, which is open again, uh, they'll give you a generous uh, for, I think, until if you go into the shop, which is open. Don't shake your head at me. This is high art happening at you. It can't happen perfect in one little bit. Fucking watch and learn. What all you need to do now, all you need to do now is watch and learn. You don't need to do anything else. Don't shake your head. Don't start. just watch and learn. Absorb. This could make you a better. What's happening at you right now could make you a better person if you allow it. Let it in. Think of. Think of the flow, think of the open doors, think so, of the open windows, think of the air flowing through the flat. Have an open mind and an open heart and an open anus. So you... <laughs> I can't do this. So, so, can I just check? No, you do takes and I have to watch and learn from them. Yeah. And that becomes a, a PGD. Uh, yeah. I do takes and you just complain about it. Yeah, that's because it takes 78 takes, whereas you have two from me. There is your opportunity for PGD. Can I just check? Do you have an open heart? Can we just get on with Brendan? Do you have an open heart? <laughs> no, everything is closed clenched <laughs> so shops are opening beds of devon's opening uh it's that time again we need to gently and carefully get back into shops a uh, really exciting time for the high street uh a part of that brendan and his beautiful team big fans of nothing to see here they they're offering for a very limited period 25 percent discount if you go into store if you get yourself down to Cockington, to the High Street, into Beds and Devon, 25% off. Get online, though, and they'll also give you 15% off. Just type in NTSH uh, for your 15% discount online. Uh, we love you, Brendan. We love you, Brendan's team. Keep up the good work for charity. Keep up all you're doing. Uh, we hope Dave's okay. No implication about you and Dave, Brendan. Stephen didn't mean anything when he said Dave's clearly in your life. That's not what we're saying. Uh, just big up Beds of Devon. With its high alcohol content and lack of smell, vodka makes a great disinfectant. Use on your mattress or anything you fancy. Put a couple of shots in a spray bottle and spray away. But be very careful not to use the vodka too near your mouth. Uh, you know where to start with that one. Right, let's do your feedback. Wanna know how much you love us? Then give us feedback. 
feedback. Uh, so this goes back to the relentless episode, Catherine the Greater. That's G R A T E R. I love Stephen's voiceover. I'll just repeat that. I love Stephen's voiceover. It promotes a perception of the podcast's professionalism. Excuse the excessive use of plosives, but it was a passionate response. Very much enjoying the high art of this audio delight. Actually, quite nice that we get some feedback directed at me. Uh, then feedback of the week. This is from Grateful Maria. Darren is an actor in the inmost ravine of his heart. He is a war machine, as in Italy we would say. A chewing emotions caterpillar, a juggler of feelings. You, my friend, are doing very fine with your bare hands. Truly fine. Right. Can, can you do it again? Can I do it again with feeling, with Italian passion? Oh, is it Italian? Well, it does say, I'm not sure where this person is, but it does say, as in Italy, we would say. Oh, OK. So, yeah. All right. So can you do it with passion, it, with an Italian accent? Off no, go. I'm not doing Italian. Yeah, no, go on. I dare you. No. Darren is an actor in the innermost ravine of his heart. He is a war machine, as in Italy, we would say. A chewing emotions caterpillar, a juggler of feelings. You, my friend are doing very fine with your bare hands, truly fine. I think at this moment, this happens quite often with people that I work with. I think you might have peaked at the point where you were about to be got rid of, but at least, I'll, do you know what? I'll write you a reference. I want you to know that I will write you a reference. Should we do a promote before I write your reference? Genuine promote or indulgent gloat. Okay, heads, do you know what? We're doing the growth, we're doing the development, you're about to be fired. Let's see if we can take you up a next level before we get rid of you. So let's remind ourselves, the first time you lent on me very heavily, I had to rush in and rescue when you were trying to claim that the pandemic was a, a promote. Then last week you managed slightly better. So let's see if we can escalate. It's heads, go for it, Stephen Thompson. I, I believe in you. Um, there's a very good podcast uh, called You're Dead to Me, uh, done by Greg Jenner, who's like a sort of uh, public historian. There's Greg Jenner, who knows an awful lot about an awful lot of things, um, a very, very serious expert who really, really knows what they're talking about, and a comedian who sometimes has some experience or knowledge of what they're talking about. And um, you get a really nice balance between sort of honest but quite simple questions and very, very good answers from the expert. And he's done one on all sorts of things. Uh, he did one on football and can't remember the comedian on, but they, they didn't know this and they were genuinely shocked when they found out. Women's football used to be absolutely massive and it was as, as big as men's. Uh, and uh, for a long, long time, almost sort of since the beginning of football, and it was purely, and I can't remember the date, I'd have to go back and listen to it again, it was purely a decision by the Football Association or the authority of that time that it was just basically getting too big, and they completely pulled the plug on women's football and it went down the drain, basically, and it's only recently that it started coming back again. I was so shocked and appalled that, um, yet again, men really, really ruined something beautiful and important and passionate and that meant so much to so many women who played in those matches 
So uh, if you're interested in that specifically, it's the football episode and the podcast is You're Dead to Me. Uh, it's on BBC Sounds. The fact that you're surprised that men destroy something looks... No, I'm not... No, 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 because I know uh, men do that all the time, but I was just genuinely... I just got no idea about the football thing. Um, so I've got some drilling to do. <sighs> That you've got so used to, to my annoyingness that you even stopped in the middle of your own story so I could interrupt you at the point where you thought I was going to interrupt you. You actually took a decent, long enough breath in order for me to be annoying. Don't inter... I'm trying to express my love for you. Don't inter... Don't. This is a very profound moment for me. And you're interrupting. I'm trying to express my... Excuse me how difficult it is for you to be loved. I'm trying to communicate to you how much I hate spending time with you and yet wouldn't want to spend time with anybody else. And you interrupt. Can you see how difficult it is for you to be loved? And that listeners are hanging on to find out if we're going to sleep together. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, they're going to be sorely disappointed, aren't they? And don't forget to listen to the very end where you'll hear Darren's encounter with Mavis. That was... Nothing to see here with Darren and Stephen, the management episode. Thank you for listening. Can we do the football corner, please? Can we do the football corner, please? Can we do the football corner? the bloody football corner and so on the 126th call I was like I should probably do this let's skip to the end and then I found Mavis uh, who was willing to do it but the thing with Mavis is she's so old she doesn't have a computer or a printer so she's like I'd love to do it I've heard of scripts and plays apparently they're good and I said yeah they are and she said, I'd like to do, what do you have to do? And I said, well, basically Mavis, what you need to do is there's a bit of paper with some words on and you just need to read the words. She said, all right, that sounds quite easy. She said, I do that because I get post. And I said, yeah, it's, I said, it's like post because it will come in the post. So she said, oh, well, I'm good at reading post. I said, it's like reading your post, but you just have to read it out loud. And she said, I do read my post out loud. I said, Mavis, why would you read your post out loud? She said, because Derek likes to listen to it because Derek can't read. Who's said, Derek? That's exactly, well, that was my next question, but you've jumped ahead of question. Because I said, Derek can't read. I, I was thinking Derek was her partner. I said, how old is Derek? She said, Derek's 17. I was like, Derek's 17? So, I mean, Mavis is 98. Uh, I was like, blimey, that's a toy boy, if ever there was a toy boy. But I thought maybe it's not a toy boy. Maybe she's got a lodger or... Um, anyway, so I'm like, he's 17 and he can't read? She said, yeah. I was like, that's a bit weird, isn't it? She said, no. 
And I said, really? She said, well, he's a cat. And I said, Derek the cat? She said, yeah, have you got a problem with that? I said, no, but I do have a problem with a 17-year-old cat. Can 17-year-old cats even exist? And she said, yeah, they can. It's quite unlikely. And you might be stretching this joke out a little bit long. So maybe it's listen to the podcast. No, Mavis has never heard the podcast. <laughs> That's lucky, isn't it? Yeah. I said, Mavis, don't tell me if I'm stretching a joke out too long. This isn't even a joke. She said, so how's it going to work? I said, well, here's what's going to work. Is um, Stephen... Uh, so I said, here's how, here is how it's going to work. My co-presenter, who's also my mate, um, he's going to... Um, he, he unfortunately he got rid of his sexy cash trolley he's got a sexy cash trolley she says I said yeah he's got a sexy cash trolley she said aren't they amazing I said do you know what Mavis I said as far as trolleys go having done a lot of research because do you know how much I love my co-presenter and mate she said tell me how much do you love your co-presenter mate I said I friggin love him like I love him more than most people in my life she said, that's such an amazing thing to say. How do you know that, Darren? I said, well, I, I'm really clear on that, maybe. She said, how can you be really clear on that, Darren? I said, because I didn't just buy him the first trolley like that I found on the internet. I said, I spent days researching what trolley would be best for him. Because, you know, he's getting old and he's finding it really hard to stand on. I'm finding this really hard. <laughs> and it's not so, because of my age. So she said, so you spent days researching trolleys for your mate your co-presenter because he's standing at hard to he's standing it hard to find on flat surfaces i said yeah that's exactly what happened he's standing it hard to find on flat surfaces and that's why i spent days researching to find the best trolley for him i found this transformer like it's like do you remember transformers not the plugs i mean the the, the 80s cartoon which was then made into a franchise she said, I do. She said, I, I love the cartoon. She said, I hated the franchise. They just got greedy. It was like what started as an almost good film by the end of it was just nasty and manipulative and an absolute represent representation of what's wrong with the film industry um, and the entertainment industry per se. She said, don't get me started on football. She's like, what's going on with the football world at the moment? I said, maybe so I need to stop you because you're going to spoil the whole section that's happening later in the podcast. She said, what's a podcast? You mean broadcast, surely? I said, don't start referring to other jokes that are already in the podcast that you don't listen to, Mavis. You're, that's just ridiculous. She said, what's a podcast? I said, it, it's a, a thing that where you record. So my co-presenter, uh, my mate and I meet and we chat. She was like, oh, is that not just called a conversation? And I said, yeah, I mean, it is a conversation, but we record it. And she said, why would you do that? You do you know how many very... people are asking the same question? <laughs> Maybe. I said, you make a very good point. And in the future, about three days from now, my co-presenter mate, he's going to ask you, uh, do you know how many people have asked the same question? She said, how do you know that? Are you some sort of fortune teller? I said, no, what's going to happen is I'm going to tell this story retrospectively and I'm going to fuck my own story up with some future projection that's not going to work as if I'm making the story up and doing some really overly long, not very interesting, quite bad improvisation. She said, Darren, don't discount yourself or undercredit your art. Your art is beautiful and amazing. I said, Mavis, that's very kind of you. Will you be in the play? And she said, no.
I said, maybe you know how long I've done this improvisation for. She said, I do, but I never said I'd be in your play. I don't even know what a play is. I said I would read my letter out loud. All right, I said, Mavis, can I reframe the question? She said, what does that mean? I said, sorry, I have been surrounded by middle-class people for too much of my life. What I meant to say was, can I ask you the question in a different way? She said, why didn't you say that? I said, you make a valid point, but can I just ask you the question in a different way? She said, yeah, you can. I said, if I send you a letter, will you read it out loud? She said, yeah, but when do you want me to read the letter out? I said, I want you to read the letter out on Wednesday evening, at 7.30. She said, all right, uh, how are you gonna get me the letter? I said, I'm gonna post it. She said, well, today's Monday. I said, what's your point? She said, well, Royal Mail, they can be a bit slow. I said, that's all right, we'll do it next day delivery. She said, but Darren, don't you, aren't you very busy on Mondays? I said, don't worry, my co-presenter mate, who we're doing this for, uh, I said, if I phone him or text him or leave him a voice note and ask him to do something really reasonable, because what we're doing is an act of love and gifting for him, like a sexy cast trolley, he's bound to have a really beautiful, reasonable adult reaction and go, yeah, of course I can do that, that's fine. I said, there won't be any tone, there won't be any reaction, there won't be any comeback. You will receive the gift of love and the communication and the fact that Mavis is prepared to, to read her letter out loud to Derek the cat, and there won't be any comeback. So yeah, that's fine. Mavis? I look forward to you reading a letter. Can you, I'm gonna let you, cause there's two bits of the letter. There's the gas bill and the electric bill and they're both in the same letter and they alternate, but I will need to check with my co-presenter whether he wants you to read the electric bill or the gas bill. I'll be in touch ASAP. She said, do not use anacronyms with me. I said, all right, you make a valid point. 